0: You are listening to the Evolution Exchange podcast, Nordics, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Chris Bennett, and I help connect businesses with tech freelancers, and I'm your host. Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast. I'm here with four um, incredibly beautiful people, but you can't see them today uh, because we only released the audio version. Um, and we're going to have some introductions today we're going to be talking about are we entering a post agile and what will that mean so um as per usual we'll get some introductions and then we'll uh, crack on with some of the questions that have been brought by our guest today so uh martin could you give us your introduction please
1: so uh, my name is Martin Masko Jensen. I am engineering manager for Site located here in sunny Copenhagen. Uh, Site Improve is a, actually these days a rather large Danish uh, SaaS company. We we do a lot of work for companies. Um, basically, what we do is we we sell uh, our services, which help company companies uh, keep track of the quality of their web presence. Uh, we're quite famous for doing a lot of accessibility. Um, so helping companies make sure that their websites are accessible. These days, we also do a lot of uh, SEO stuff. Um, so, so basically, uh, keeping the quality of websites as high as, as possible, and building the tools that help help people do that. Uh, I have about these days twenty years uh, of experience in the, in the industry. I've been doing a lot of work in the financial sector, um, uh, and have now ended up here. I've, I've also a lot of work as, a, as an engineer myself before I decided to go the EM route. Uh, but now I am 100% EMing and enjoying it every day.
0: So thank you. Love that. Love the, word, the phrase EMing. Yeah, love that. Uh, that'd probably be the next podcast. What is EMing? Uh, <laughs> uh, Joachim, would you like to give us your introduction, please? Sure. I'm, uh, I'm Joachim Jensen Miller.
2: I'm uh, the CTO of Copenhagen Optimization, and we're a small SaaS company located in, well, Copenhagen. Um, we build a software product called Better Airport, which helps airports around the world to forecast, plan, and and execute their like the different operational areas. Um, and yeah, right now we're we're on a. Organic growth journey, which is going very well. Uh, we have a lot of interest in the in the US market right now with some uh, some virtual curing products, um, and we are hiring both yeah, both the uh, operation uh, kind of skilled guys and uh, and full stack uh, net. So, um, yeah. So, I guess that's it for me.
0: Fantastic. Um... Okay, uh, and then we will come to Stefan, who's been on the podcast before, so welcome back. Could you introduce yourself, please?
3: Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me again. <laughs> I'm uh, Stefan Persson, I work at Tink uh, as an engineering director for customer experience. So we power the world of finance. We build on top of an open banking, build one single API to access all you know, banks and financial situations. Situ- institutions across Europe. Um, Super excited about that. I've been there like a little bit like around nine months. Um, Before that, I worked with a lot of different companies, a lot with connected products in a lot of different ways from embedded to web to frontend to app, basically entire entire chain. Um, We are also recruiting. (laughs) Just look at the website job. Openings change all the time. Um, Very happy to be here. Excited to this discussion.
0: Brilliant, Stefan. And then also another person who's uh, been on the show before. Um, Alberto, could you uh, introduce yourself, please?
4: Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, I was here before, uh, but in another position, so to speak. So I hope my perspective. Uh, that I've uh, gained uh, through the last year that I have been at ACAST uh, can also bring something positive to this conversation as well. Uh, so I am a Director of Engineering at ACAST. ACAST is, a we like to define it as uh, the world's leading independent podcast company. Uh, and we, we help uh, or we connect podcasters uh, with advertisers and uh, we basically help creators and advertisers of all sizes and kinds to reach their listeners uh, in the most uh, immersive environment uh, so to speak. Uh, so we provide tooling uh, to the creators uh, to to engage with their audiences to grow their audiences. We provide tooling for creators to offer to their listeners and on the side of the advertisers. Uh, advertisement that we do uh, a similar fashion with all the tooling and, and connect advertisers with creators and mm-hmm. Um So I've been in the entertainment industry for over 20 years now as a software engineer all this time, um, more or less uh, able to code uh, or architect something. And uh, now nowadays, a little bit less than I would like to but I hope um, the future that I have ahead of my of, of myself uh, can allow me for that a little bit more happy to be here too
0: perfect great lineup um to copenhagen copenhagen base two stockholm base the battle commences um so let's uh let's have a look at the questions or the discussion points today obviously uh answers um, let's try to keep it within the framework of are we entering a post agile era and what will that mean? So um, the first question, which was brought by Martin, is how um, I thought this would be a really good place to start, Martin, because uh, it's looking at how agile has um, changed how you or your organization works. So we're looking probably at the beginning of this conversation. Let's understand what agile has done. Um, So Martin, will you give us some context of why you asked the question and maybe some thoughts around it?
1: Yes. So the reason I asked this question was that my assumption is that uh, if we're talking about post-Agile, it is either because uh, Agile um, has become um, sort of outlived itself and is no longer interesting, or it's because because it's so ingrained into everything we do that it's just what we do. Um, I kind of expect it, there's probably, you know, a little bit of both, both camps there, um, but I am, uh, so, so my idea was to talk about, so how have we actually changed the way we work over the years? So, and I think maybe our, our perspectives might also be a little bit different depending on how long we've been, we've been in the industry. Uh, when I was entering the industry 20 years ago, we, we did planning in, in, you know, waterfall charts, uh, camp charts, um, and it didn't work. Um, and I guess we do today, we just do things differently, but I would like to hear from you guys. So what do you think? So what, what do you do you guys think are the most impactful things that that have changed over the years uh, that that impacts how you work today?
0: Perfect. So let's come to uh, Joachim. All right. All right. That's uh... a <laughs>
2: It's a good question, and I think the context uh, made the question more clear as as uh, as to how I understood it. Um, so, I think the most impactful in, impactful thing that has changed, like in the collective uh, understanding of, of agile, um, has been that it's actually a, a risk mitigation strategy. So, so as opposed to you want control, you do the waterfall because then you control all the steps. Uh, And then learning that that just it never gets to the point that you wanted it to go. Um, So so that's I think that that's what I think is the most impactful uh, change of mindset Um, because that allows people to to accept agile. Uh, And then the next question is, well, how do we then tell them when we'll be done? Um, Because that's still a question uh, and that's and that's still difficult to answer. but how has agile changed how I and my organization works? I understood it slightly differently, um, but we work with uh, with airports, which is still a, a sort of old industry in terms of uh, the way they plan. They're always big. They're always corporate. They're always, you know, a lot of people involved um, and and they want project plans when they send out their tenders and stuff like that. So. Um, so that's a constant struggle that we sort of have as the, the product company trying to solve the actual problems is the first steps of establishing the relationship so that we can start about start talking about the actual problems instead of the you know the 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 requirement specification. Um, and that's something we're still working on. Uh, but but the the biggest change is realizing that it's a re- relationship thing once you get uh, you know, if if you win the tender, that's where it starts. Uh,
0: Stefan, come to you.
3: Yeah, it's a rather big question because agile is such a broad umbrella in a sense, and it's not just one thing, but I mean, I'm with Martin there, that I've also been in the industry for quite, you know, 20 years plus, Uh, so, I mean, if you look at that perspective, it's a little bit easier to to like explain this along the line with Joachim said that. Uh, I mean, we did work before in bigger organization, bigger projects with project managers and guns schemes and plans and tried to plan our way uh, to, you know, making things predictable and through predictability, you know, succeed. And that was basically the approach, right? And that was fundamentally what Agile says, you know, this will never work. Um, Not with a complex uh, development, or if you want to be very, you know, adaptive and customer oriented. uh, Those, I think, is the basic reasons why we moved into something else.
0: Um,
3: I mean, that's the fundamental,
0: yeah. how's, How's it working at Tink at the minute?
3: Um, I think I mean we're doing pretty much the same. I mean that's the way to view it, right? A little bit, it's become. I mean that's one way to view this. It's it's become a bit of a standard. I think if you go to Spotify or Klarna or or Tink, like in the Stockholm companies, you would Acast as well. You would. you know recognize most stuff with some different flavors and some different maturity and you know you have slightly different emphasizes on different things depending on your situation and what's important to you at, at the moment right but i think fundamentally you will see pretty much much the same thing um i okay. i would argue we, yeah okay, i mean then. that we're in like in 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 what Martin said in the beginning, agile being something that's more matured and you maybe stop thinking of being agile and more trying to evolve from where you're at. So the transformation in a sense is already done. That's only
4: one way to do it.
0: Okay, Alberto.
4: All right. Uh, Yeah, it's very broad uh, topic, right? Uh, To me, actually, post agile is more of the second uh, thing you mentioned, Martin, I think uh, it's like we have been doing it so for so long uh, that it, it, I mean, the umbrella, at least from my perspective, uh, you don't think something else. Um, so I think to me, what Postal means is actually. it it has come to stay Uh, there are variations there are different you know ways of the techniques within the agile world that you can apply depending on your context and your needs etc absolutely Um, but i think if you going back to come to the part of the waterfall 20 years back when and we used to plan that way uh, and and so on i think one important thing to to understand is like uh, how everything has developed ever since right the technology develops quite fast. Uh, you know, uh, new companies emerge. Uh, competition gets better, bigger, uh, and time to market is radically the most important thing if you want to be there, right? So you need to be agile. You need to to work fast, iteration, feedback loops. You know, and and apply some sort of system design thinking, whatever, uh, because uh, you need to be there. Uh, I don't want to come ahead of my own question <laughs> because it's a tricky one, uh, but I, I do think that uh, when I hear more and more the post-agile is exactly that. I think uh, it is what we have and, and all the innovation that we do within it. Uh, is is just your know, things that come up and and, and, and apply to different that's what agile is like you you need to be agile you need to
0: take the things that work for you yeah. okay and 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 a cast has is it always developing of you, since you've been there for the last year uh, year alberta Has it has it been the standard yeah in terms of agile yeah is it just been the same as it it was what 12 months ago
4: absolutely not and i'm happy to you ask this because i'm gonna be presenting at the aws summit this year and we are going to talk about how we use technology and devops uh, techniques in order to be more agile and and to reduce operational like to to create our operational model in the organization yeah but i must say i mean it it has uh, uh has some sort of some history already, uh, and we've been through phases absolutely. Uh, what we don't do at Acast is, I mean, one one key aspect of agile, uh, I think, is the bad practice of agile, right? Uh, that people have been calling themselves agile because they do stand up meetings, for example. Uh, well, uh, we should develop a little bit more. Uh, at Acast we w- want the teams to be agile and to decide and choose what that means for them. Like, uh, so we have a set of principles. I mean, we, we wanna work with short iterations, uh, developing like uh, frequent releases, you know, etc., uh, etc. Et How they achieve that, is entirely up to them some people use more you know standard frameworks like scrum kanban more people are investing more in in, in the devops part of things to you know be more speedy in the delivery and and the control over the whole end to end products etc so we don't have a standard at ACAST. We, we basically want to work agile and we let the teams choose what that means for them
0: Martin?
1: Yeah, so uh, thanks for the answers and uh, sort of so reflecting a little bit on the answers, it sounds to me like uh, it kind of depends on what very much on what your organization looks like. So for example, Joachim, you said that your, your process or your, your agile implementation or whatever you want to call it is it, it, very much dependent on your, your, inter- your, your relationship with your customers. So that's a big thing, right? And of course that both uh, you know forms and limits how you can, how you can implement these things. So for example, for, for Improve, where I work we're probably a little bit bigger company. Uh, we're a SaaS uh, company which means that we have a product suite. Uh, so one of the big things that we have, we have done some years ago, which I think is, is one of the major things that, that sort of have impacted how we work, is that we organized our, our full uh, organization uh, product organization into product teams. Uh, and and have those working as sort of um, you know uh, uh, um, independent units um, sort of completely throwing away the, the old sort of project way of thinking uh, and that has really helped us move a lot uh, in, in that direction so I think that's that that at least is uh, is, is one thing that I think has, has, has has enabled us to to, to implement these things and, and and benefit from them. And another thing you also you guys also talked about was the so the technical, and maybe we're, we're gonna get into that. But also, you know, how the technical evolution or has evolved has, has sort of supported a lot of these ideas over the years um, in a way that probably wasn't even thought about when they when the, the when the manifesto was written many years ago. Um, I mean the way we, we deploy things these days enable us, enables us to move a lot faster. Um, Than than uh, we did in previously, and that has certainly also impacted uh, how we work.
0: Perfect. Okay. Um, So going into uh, your questions, on what what makes it necessary to talk about post agile or what happened to agile? Yeah. So obviously this is the the main topic of discussion, which all of you were eager to get on this. And when I, 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 t- I told a copy about it, a couple of you just mentioned it in comments and we're we're here today. So there must be a reason. Yeah. So Joachim, suppose give us your context of why you asked this question.
2: Yeah. So um so when you when you um invited to talk uh, at this podcast, I was like, Well, what 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 does post agile actually mean? And of course I did a, a quick Google and I saw some different opinions, and I was like, "What? This all just sounds like regular old Agile. What happened to Agile um, in its essence?" Uh, so, so, uh, so my question is just, "What? What?" I think might we might have uh, touched upon it a little bit, uh, especially Alberto, uh, But, but what makes it necessary to talk about post-Agile? And if you notice, I I put the the post-Agile with a capital A. And then, what happened to Agile with the small A? Um, maybe two on the nose, but uh, I hope it makes sense.
0: <laughs> no, it's a brilliant question. Um, Stefan, do you want to take the lead on this one? Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it
3: myself. I also like asked this, maybe initiated this, but thinking, you shouldn't we talk about post Agile? Then I also thought about, you know, but what does that actually mean? Because I had something in mind thinking about the next phase of. Or, or the next step but it, but it doesn't have to be like that mean that right it can basically just be like you say you like just continuation of agile going back to the core ideas of agile and just keep implementing them you know uh, uh, like i think a lot of organizations do like you talked about martin about product teams and that's something that most organizations that, that try to implement agile principle kind of end up with and, and you end up with continuous delivery and you end up, you know, applying lots of technologies just because you try to get to the essence of of being, you know, adaptable and and uh, giving the priority employees right so. In that case, you know, post agile is just continuation and being just purer about it, <laughs> like, but another thing is what Alberto talked about the post agile, which is like this kind of exploding or implode in form of agile, when we try to take this big umbrella and turn it into like a framework or trying to get on top of all the ideas and becomes this very bureaucratic way of doing things, which is, which is something else, which uh, most probably would agree would kill, I mean that's potential death of agile right that you don't want to use agile anymore, because it represents something you don't want to talk about so then you have to find out another word. Uh, The the main reason why I kind of interested in it is really you know how do we evolve, can we evolve into something along the same lines, but into something different something more ambitious i'm I'm not really sure what that is,
0: hence the question right. um, Do you, you know, hmm? you mentioned there, Stefan. Um, does that evolution? You you talked about that, um, like going back to the fundamentals. Do you, does that evolution mean just going back to basics? Almost. That's one part, right?
3: But another part is, let you know, just give me, you know, a completely different example example of agile, or which you can interpret of agile, and it's the way you know with the epidemic corona epidemic and when people companies realize they have global logistics change which they optimized for uh, uh you know scale i mean the biggest scale is the winner right then yeah. they realize that no actually if you're able to be more adaptive more regional in your supply chain, then you can actually adapt to different you know conditions and different market the different market situation then you have this competitive advantage to the other ones who have this you know scaling benefits so you see kind of this and that's basically agile in the sense right in if, if you with agile mean being more adaptive and to, you know to change and to the situation so i think you could see where we stop you know just looking at this from the software world and and you know what has worked with software maybe a lot of details about software team into actually trying to create fundamentally adaptive and agile companies way beyond, you know, focusing on software only, you know, that's just one of the small parts of a company. We're very, you know, still very software oriented. So that I think, you know, could go, you know, what is actually we want to do? How do we want to impact the customer? How do we do that? If it's a software or is it something else? You know, we don't care. That's the potential, you know.
0: Uh, Love Mm-hmm. Um, okay Martin
1: so um, post agile you know ideally I would say post agile would mean if we're in the post agile age it would mean that we're all doing agile and we are all agile <laughs> um, I'm not sure that's the case uh, but uh, I think it is the case that all companies at least all software companies believe that they're doing agile or believe that they are agile uh, when I have um, when I have when I'm interviewing candidates, I often get asked. So so, do you do Agile? And the question to that is never no. <laughs> it would be that would be weird. Um, so so it is one of those things that just you know by default is something that you're assumed to do. But uh, of course you can always, always go into the the discussion on, on, on implementation of how you do how how you are Agile. Um, I would say. Ideally, you know. I, I also would say it, agile is not a thing that that fits everything, everybody the same way, all companies the same way. And I think that's why we keep going back to the principles, because a lot of a lot of uh, you know we see all these new new implementations of agile and they're called many different things. Uh, Scrum was the, just the first of them. Probably wasn't even the first, but never mind. Um, and. And they all go in slightly different directions, but but we usually just you know, we always get back to the principles. And actually, I think that's probably the strength of agile. It is the principles that we keep going back to that sort of reminds us of reminds us of what it is we're trying to achieve. Um, so I would say, say I'm on the fence on the post-agile thing. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, we we are at a point where everybody feels that they're being agile uh, or like to say that they're being agile. Um, but but we are all still at a point where we need to go back to the principles. Um, so I'm I'm on the fence. I think I think at the end of the the post-agile discussions is maybe a little bit of a, a discussion between uh, agile uh, um, consultants that uh, for for whom this is a very important discussion. But but for us, I, I'm not sure. It's uh, I, I, as I said, I'm on the fence. But yeah,
4: Albert I can only agree with all mentioned uh, before, uh, actually. Um, I was thinking now, you know, when, when you were talking, uh, like, it's for the sake, for the lack of a be, better word, is the bad use of Agile or, or the bad understanding of what Agile means, what probably is hurting itself. <laughs> um, uh, so I think uh, people uh, just do a one-to-one mapping, uh, like from uh, Scrum, which is a framework that, uh, within the Agile umbrella, to Agile. Like you know, and and that is actually not the case. And and that has been re- repeating over the years, over the years, and expanding to different contexts and organizations. You know, and and I think that has hurt hurt a bit uh, all what uh, Agile is based on. And, and also the industrialization or I don't know everything not the word but I will change the phrase uh, everything around agile is now being uh, monetized on and enterprised on you know and we have a safe uh, for example you know going everywhere and 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 so that and that is a a little, a little bit you know uh, worrisome uh, and I think it's all about going back to the principles, uh, you know, and uh, continuously, you know, iterate based on those. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think I have more more input at this point. Um,
0: so, do, do you think the monetization of Agile has negatively impacts the use of it?
4: I mean, there is a risk. There is a risk that um, the monetization of it comes with uh, the misunderstanding of how to use it, and you know, and continue um, building on top of something that is fundamentally wrong uh, in, in the way you should use it. Right? Um, yeah, I'm not sure um, how aligned is the fact that people are starting to make money out of, you know. Uh, agile frameworks and, and things like that uh, to me that doesn't uh, feel the purpose uh, of things uh, but I, I do think that there is a there is an aspect of the enterprise that might impact the future use of these type of frameworks and continue the ball uh, like uh, uh, affecting negatively uh, all this, I was having another thought that came just to mind, and is like I, I was reading. I follow a former colleague of mine, uh, CTO of, uh, of Ingrid. I don't know if you know about the, the company, but I follow him in LinkedIn. And um, the other day, he posted about Scrum. Scrum is over, or something, something like that. And in discussions, uh, I mean. Uh, there was something very a good discussion. Like, if you really look into Scrum as it is, I mean, it's really a mini water version of Waterfall, right? At the end of the day, you plan your sprints. You you come with the set of requirements that, or a set of uh, things you want to get done by the end of that sprint, uh, you know. Uh, and and he was posting this, and, uh, and it got me thinking. I and mean, it, it, it to me, it's partially true yeah um, so hence we need to continue to look for ways that that is not the case anymore.
0: Uh, we got to waterfall. Joe Kim?
2: Yeah, I just wanted to uh, to to summarize. I think uh, you guys hit a lot of of, of good uh, points, and I thought some of them were worth. Uh, just reiterating, so I, I think we kind of all agree that agile means so many different different things now than as opposed to what it what it used to be referring to, um, almost to the point that it's meaningless. And maybe that's that's what post agile could mean. Like, what what do we call this uh, thing that's no longer being agile? Uh, since it became this, like Alberto was talking about, this commercialized buzzword, and and sort of died in the process of becoming concrete, so that consultants could sell a package with agile. Um, and then I think also, uh, I think uh, another perspective of the just grabbing onto the post-agile thing. I think the the Stefan's point about agile spilling over into different industries than software development is also a, a pretty nice an interesting perspective. It fits very well with what we're doing at the at Copenhagen Optimization with Airports. And um, just my own anecdote on that was uh, like, so we, we do demand based planning, which is very sort of, we just want to do exactly what's needed and avoid the, 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 the waste. And some airports are just not there yet, uh, you know, um, mentally, they're used to fixed plans and stuff like this. Um, but then COVID came. And then the passengers just stopped coming. Then what did they do? They didn't have any idea about what to do. And then they started to, to actually use the demand perspective of our product. So, so this sort of a um, change in the world forced them to become adaptive. And that was pretty interesting to see. Um, so it's just this post agile might mean that, that more industries start using um, an adaptive approach.
0: I like that. Perfect. Okay, next one. Um Stefan, what is missing in Agile that would make us progress beyond it? Yeah. Um Stefan, I think I think you briefly mentioned it, but give us some context behind your question.
3: Yeah, we, we touched this in different in different um, ways, right? But uh um you could kind of um uh, it, this is an interesting question it's really hard that's why i'm uh, stumbling a little bit but you know one way to view it is like we are progressing you know in agile like we talk about them just continuously improving based on the principles but you could also argue that, yeah, but if you want to really keep taking major leaps, you also need to improve and maybe evolve away from what you once were. And, you know, if you want to stay competitive and be competitive, if you've done agile for 20 years and we want to be competitive for another 20 years, you know, will we necessarily focus on the same principles or exactly the same um, stuff, you know, for the 20 years. So that was kind of my thinking. And and one thing would be, you know, to think about, okay, what has been the weaknesses of Agile? What, uh, what has it not done? You know, where it leaves room for doing something
0: better. And have you got anything in mind, Stefan?
3: I mean, I have I have a couple of things that really struggle with. I mean, one thing with Agile is that Agile does not basically the idea of Agile does not come from the software industry at all from the beginning. You know, what agile comes from is software industry has made up some crap about big project planning. And then, you know, individual kind of software developers felt that this doesn't work. So they tried to look at other places who are doing it differently and copy things like that. So Scrum, for instance came that way and extreme programming also came that way. So it's also influenced from other industries. Uh, and some things that those guys missed, for instance, when they did that copy is for instance the customer focus is one thing. If you take the lean, you know, a lean company or Toyota approach, this obsession about the customer is kind of uh, in a sense is missed, I think, in agile. Yes, it is there, but it's not the obsession. Not originally. It has grown over time. You know, this more product focus and building product organizations and product managers is trying to get customer and, and, you know, the focus on what we actually do and how we move the needle into the equation. But it's a little bit an afterthought that kind of went really, really slow. And you're thinking these are ideas that are, you know, more than 100 years old. You would wonder, you know, why would you understand something 100 years later then? And you know other industries. So, for instance, customer customer focus is on, on, one thing. Another thing that made me move away from Agile to start working at more lean oriented companies is and investigate lean more is, is that I found there was more of a philosophy in lean. Agile, there were some random thoughts, right, than <laughs> a manifesto. But it's a little bit an assemble is done in a couple of days. And even though good ideas, it's not really a really powerful philosophy in the way that maybe the regions from Toyota and the Japanese culture. Yes. And, and that is also something I believe when we talk about the principles. Well, don't we need even bigger, you know, more powerful principle a stronger philosophy that can guide us than agile that let people go astray into scaling frameworks. Um, um so those are
0: two key yeah. things. Love this. Now we're getting into the thick of it now, Stefan. Um Martin, what are your thoughts?
1: So I might be uh, I might be predicting the neck the final and next and final question a little bit here, but I think um without getting too much into that then. Uh so one of the things that Agile is absolutely nothing about, um from, from if you go back to the original uh, mani- uh, manifesto and also later scrum Scrum implementations is the technical side of things even though it, it has been mainly developed for for uh, the software industry um, and for me that was that was that was sort of the missing link for many years or sort of you know that what was missing i think we may have something today that has really improved on that but but uh, i, I I think that was sort of, that was, that was what was missing for me. I know that um, um, extreme programming was something that was that was quite, well, quite popular. It was there at the time. Uh, it was maybe a little bit ahead of its time and hadn't, you know, it didn't, didn't have the right level of, of abstraction to get sort of uh, uh, wide, uh, wide, wide usage in popular popularity, but, um, but that at least had some, a technical element to it. Um, that that the the that Scrum has never had. So I would say I would say that that for me that that technical side of things, uh, the technical perspective, and you know some 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 um, uh, opinions on the technical side of things is what I see uh, is lacking from 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 capital A Agile. <laughs>
0: yeah, Alberto. Uh,
4: yeah, I, I mean, my, my thought about what's missing uh, um, are a little bit more fundamental or more philosophical, so to speak. And uh, that's, that's also goes with the way I used to approach my, my, my job is like, and it's more a question like an statement. Um, and it's, do, do, do we really lack the ability to understand how we should use, or if we should use AI in our contexts. Um, Maybe not all contexts, type of organization, type of projects, type of whatever, um, are really fitted uh, or work well with an agile sort of mindset. Maybe, maybe not. Um, So I think what I want to get to is we lack time. I think we we really lack time to really consider um, how we should practice agile in our contexts. Like take the time really within your organization, within the people that is part of creating this culture or these ways of working or operational models to actually try to investigate, okay, what type of organization company we are, what are we delivering, what's our product, what's our customer, you know? And and what do we want to happen? Uh, and that could really set a, a good foundation into really how to to, to create all the, the agile uh, culture around it and and what type of frameworks to use uh, or not. Uh, what I, so for me. I would say it's more fundamental and I and, and probably you recognize the situation where I mean very little times we have really time to to really go to that philosophical mode, right? And and really, you know, stop for a while, pause, relax and say, hey, let's let's really talk about these type of things, because we continue to be on, you know, on, on, on the road. Um, so that that, that would be my my <laughs> philosophical answer to, to this question
0: alberta though if if you um if you did that are you asking the questions to the company of forget agile for now how should we work or let's review agile yeah which question are you thinking of going in there if you're just reviewing agile it'll end up maybe you'll go back to the basics if you're removing agile as this is the only way to work that is obviously a very extreme question to ask and, and could scare some people who are, are, are very comfortable with it
4: absolutely now for me the first thing i would say is to create a to create a, a, a common understanding uh within the organization on how teams and people are using agile within the organization right um and take it from there right really it's more of a like a coaching method methodology to really make people realize through this type of exercise like hey but maybe we are not practicing in the way we needed to or we wanted to or we thought so uh, that it would work and uh, maybe from there if if, if that happens the star analyzing or or, or, or or trying to change or think about what are the things we we want or need or can afford to change at this point uh, or later um, but I mean I sort of work uh, like that um, I've never really not yet at least asked the question so straight like how do you think we're doing agile within a cast uh, but I I think I know the type of answers I will be getting uh, I think I can anticipate that um, but I mean, it's actually a very good exercise to do, I, and and now I think this conversation is uh, encouraging me to to do so. Uh, uh,
0: okay, uh, 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 and finally, Joachim. Yeah, I think uh, now
2: that I understand uh, this question as well, um, I think it's a very good question. It has a, I'm not sure what, if it has an answer. Um, but I think some of the points that you guys made were were really good. So, um, the like the the Agile Manifesto, if that's the principle, if those are the principles, um, some I could understand why you would say that there's something lacking. What about how do we uh, how do we make this a profitable way of working, uh, and how do we actually uh, so by combining Lean or at least some Using some of the the constraint theories um, to to make the focus as well orient on reducing waste, then then it's it's already been improved. And then there's like the tec- technical excellence perspective that Martin had with how where does that fit in? It's not mentioned anywhere, but it's mentioned then in in DevOps. So how do we um, how do we integrate these things to build something that's uh, that's the right fit for where we are in our organization because not all the pieces might fit uh, in any organization, um, and and so I think that the qu- the question is hard to answer. I was thinking something. I don't know if you um, if you guys know the the, the book called uh, Anti-Fragile by a guy called Nassim Taleb, which in which it is it's a kind of philosophical kind of economic book where he argues that that so far we 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 are missing a word that is the opposite of, of fragile, um, and and you would say that normally when you think about it, you think something like the opposite of fragile is robust. We want to have a robust process. We want to have a robust system. But that's just when it's you know when it's uh, um, exerted uh, volatility or you know like COVID when when stuff happens when you're when it's put under pressure or something, it is robust, so it doesn't change, but that's, that's uh, kind of like neutral. If fragile is negative, then robust is neutral, then at to fragile would be when you exert something onto it, it becomes better than it was. And that's what we're trying to do with agile, having, having a, an adaptive process. But what I feel is kind of missing in the principles is the some sort of proactive um, um, aspect, and and i feel like this the customer doesn't always know what what they want uh, is 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 a very uh, silly way of expressing that, that that that's how we could be proactive in in terms of uh, um the next the, the next progression in agile um at least that's what i was thinking while you guys were also com- coming with
0: some great ideas Oh, it's 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 a great point. Um, and then I'm just gonna go on to the final question here. Yeah, we we've been um, playing around with it, but we don't want to ruin Alberto's question. <laughs> um, Alberto, go on. I, I, I'll let I'll let you say your own question, Alberto, uh, and then just give us some context of why you why you obviously think this. <laughs> I don't think this.
4: Uh, That's when I get to know what the others think. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, my question is, uh, if um, the reason why I ask this question is because, I mean, I'm quite in touch with both of the terms DevOps and Agile. I mean, I read and, uh, you know, you you find different type of opinions here and there. And there seems to be a portion of our community uh, that uh, says that DevOps is the replacement of Agile. And um, I have my own opinions uh, to disclose it is, I don't think it is. Uh, um, the replacement, um, I think it might be the successor, like, or, or they are not the successor, but the extension or another leg of it. So evolution period. evolution yeah you're, you're yeah you're familiar with that word
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: um, but uh so i don't really have a straight answer of, of myself really and i wanted to to gather what you the uh, rest here and think about it i mean uh, lately i'm more and more into the DevOps that's how we organize teams at ACAST and uh you know everyone goes through uh tutorials and courses and to understand what that means and etc etc and people start finding uh that there are some parts of this extension of the devops that actually are improving certain parts of what Agile um uh, was meant to help uh, in some some
0: in some parts <clears throat> okay let's go uh around the table um martin come to you first Okay, thank you. So, um, yeah, is 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 it uh,
1: replacing Agile? I don't know. I think. I think I agree with what you said, Alberto. I think. I see it more as a, more of a, as an add-on. Um, you know, to Agile, specifically for for us in the software industry. Um, I think it's a super important uh, add-on. I remember reading the uh, the Continuous Delivery book, and it was it was eye opening to me. Um, and and it's been uh, you know uh, something that has really impacted the way I work uh since since reading that book um and and i can also see it on the organizations that i've been in since then that you know it, it, it is super important um i i will also say you know it how this impacts uh, how it's implemented is also different from company to company often depending on size i've been in, you know when you're a certain size it kind of makes sense that people when you that you have this uh, organizations where people are basically doing DevOps at the same time, um, but as you grow, I was it 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 often uh, it it actually stops making you move faster at some point if everybody just gets to do whatever they want. Um, so so it, there's definitely sort of a level of you know some some balancing that needs needs doing along the way. Um, but that whole thing of uh, enabling developers to move fast by you know by just having everything ready. And at, at you know and, and available all the time um, is is super important. There, there's so many things to it. Also, one thing that I, that I have sort of used a lot over the years is this idea of, of um, the operational responsibility as a way of, of feed of, of feeding uh, feedback into the team. Um, I've worked in organizations uh, where you know you had a separate ops team that would cover all you know that would look at keep everything running. Uh, and and we would basically just write the software and then uh, have someone else uh, deploy it somewhere else. And that was a very slow feedback loop, uh, which means that when something went wrong, we would have to you know sit with you know two phones in our hands and have everybody in the same lines. Um, these days, you know, there's nothing like that. Having that, I think having that operational awareness in as a developer is super important, um, and to to have you know you know and that, and have that. Um, a very close relationship with with the systems that you're you're owning. and and I can see we're running a little bit out of time, so I'm, I'm just gonna stop here.
0: <laughs> uh, you're Kim?
2: Uh, yeah, so I feel like um, I feel like the, the question is devops replacing agile. It's kind of it's kind of like is Buddhism replacing religion or something? Um, and And so, I don't think DevOps is replacing agile. But I think it's very complementary. So basically, uh, the same as, as you guys already mentioned. Um, so I personally use all the you know the the, the frameworks and and the uh, philosophies, if you will, uh, as sources of inspiration to 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 find ways of th- doing things so that so that they fit into you know our uh, our process um, and just. We're not a big company, so we're 30 people total. Um, only two product teams, um, which is only half the company. So, so we don't have the scaling uh, and the size issues that and all the issues that comes with scaling uh, an organization yet, uh, like like Martin does, uh, and probably the rest of you guys as well. Um, so, I just feel like I'm I'm at a place where I can still choose and pick, and then try things out and run with the things that work. Uh, and d- DevOps is, is one
0: uh, tree I can pick fruit from. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and Stefan? Um,
3: yeah, I mean, um, it's an interesting question. It's also an interesting question to think thinking about the topic for today. You know, post-it where we talk about it. And then, you know, then we need to talk about what is actually agile. <laughs> and uh, then we get a bit stuck. <laughs> And, and maybe that's the reason uh, for not talking agile in the long run and not talking post-agile either, right? Because it's actually a lot of different things. I mean, the way I would understand DevOps is that that's an implementation of agile thinking. Um, and the reason why those technologies that enable the DevOps have been developed it is because people wanted to be agile. It took a lot of investments to actually get all of these technologies like cloud and pipelines and automated testing and everything up and running. It was basically, you know, how can we more, be more agile? And um, uh, so that's the way I would see it. But that means that I think agile is a philosophy. And I don't think it's a framework or ways of working. But a lot of other people think that. And uh, I don't know how healthy, maybe that's where we end, right? (laughs) And then uh, if you want to (laughs) move forward beyond that, right, you just need to get out of this discussion in a sense. Mm.
0: Alberto?
4: Yeah, and I'm so happy to hear all your comments because that's actually what I wanted to prove today, right? I mean, um, there is a big misunderstanding of what agile is in the world, so you can go into Google and ask this question is DevOps replacing agile, and you will get tons of articles speaking about this, and you can realize how. big of a misconception a misunderstanding, there is out there right. Um, So. The thing with uh, the, the uh, another thing with DevOps uh, is a place in Agile. I mean, and going back to it, DevOps is a tool or a framework you can use within Agile, right? And, 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 and the closing uh, statement here from me would be like then DevOps might be part of that, what we call as post Agile, because it's a sort of newly fra- uh, developed framework uh, to. Uh, Um, To help with certain parts of of the Agile uh, philosophy.
0: Stefan, I slightly jumped in there. Did you have uh, an extension of your answer there?
3: Yeah, I guess I could, but (laughs) you want it. No, no, but I think it it is probably an ending remark. I just (laughs) want to say, like Martin brought up this craftsmanship earlier, like a part of Agile, and I also wanted to second that, that, that was a really nice part of agile especially early on i think this focus on craftsmanship and building good software and you know being a good developer and all of that that's that's one stream I, i really like to continue and i think it's super important but maybe you know then it come again maybe it's multiple things maybe that's one thing that we should keep from agile and keep improving. And maybe this philosophical way of thinking is, you know, how that we, what we, you know, implement every day, this thinking we have every day. There's something else, and and uh, then there are methodologies as well, like DevOps, and, and that is a thing in us on its own. As, <clears> yeah, <throat> if you see my point, that makes sense.
0: Uh, okay, um, we're going to um, finish at that. Um, so thank you for all that are still listening. Um, I'm going to start recording now.